Hi, my fellow educators. Welcome to the Teacher's Impact Podcast. My name is Shani Marie Ogilvie, Certified Educator, and I am your host. If you are a teacher that wants to share or hear the opinions, experiences of other teachers, looking for innovative ideas for your classroom, learn how to apply research-based practices in your classroom, feel like your voice is not being heard because decisions are being made by people who haven't been in a classroom, then this podcast is for you. I have been in education for over 10 years and I've served in many different roles. I've been a classroom teacher, instructional coach, supervisor, and curriculum fellow. But in the end, my experience and passion for student achievement is what drives me. My hope is that we're able to share our expertise and knowledge, which helps us to learn and grow through these weekly episodes. Hi everyone, before we get started, I have two pieces of exciting news. First piece of exciting news is that teachersimpact.net will be launching on December 20th. It may have launched when you're listening to this episode, but please be sure to go and check it out. Number two, make sure to download my ultimate guide to mastering your craft as a teacher. And yeah, so just check out those two things. I would really appreciate it and you will get a lot of value from them. So let's get started. This is episode 17 of the Teachers Impact Podcast. On this episode, we'll be talking about teaching lessons learned from the book Deep Work. In episode 15, we talked about mastering our craft. Make sure to download your ultimate guide to mastering your craft as a teacher. And one way to do that is to consistently read. In the spirit of practicing what we preach, this episode will get into the teaching insights and lessons that we can learn from deep work and incorporate into our classrooms. This is a short summary, by no means a comprehensive summary of the book, but I wanted to give you something so that you would have, I wanted to give you the background knowledge to really think about your teaching practice and to apply some of the practices from this book. So it's not comprehensive, but just some background knowledge. The book, Deep Work by Cal Newport, asserts that knowledge workers need to intentionally focus to produce and or create work that will help them to accomplish their ultimate goals and provide value to society. He also argues that knowledge workers of today and the future need to learn the skill of deep work in order to thrive in the new economy. Deep work is defined as professional activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that push your cognitive abilities to their limit. These efforts create new value, improve your skill, and are hard to replicate. In other words, having the ability to do work or complete a task that is cognitively demanding Focusing on a task or project that is hard on our brains is necessary to thrive. It is deep work. That's a lot. I hope you got it. But again, it's making sure that we are able to do deep work. Work that is cognitively demanding, 
The first teaching lesson is that as teachers, we need to make sure that students are able to work deeply. Do we ourselves as teachers work deeply? This is one of the questions that we need to consider. Simply stated, Newport suggests that in order to do this, we need to choose our style of deep work, commit to a routine, limit distractions, and shallow work. When planning, do we provide activities and lessons for students that are cognitively demanding, or do we take the easy way out, the path of least resistance, so that we can say that our planning is done for a month? So one of the classroom application of this teaching lesson is that we need to model deep work for our students, such as close reading and work that requires students to create and produce. One example of this is that students can complete on-demand writing and process writing tasks. These are tasks that require deep levels of focus and concentration. On-demand writing, students have to write for a specific period of time, which helps them to learn how to focus. And process writing tasks allow students to write over a period of time. So they build stamina on focusing over a period of time. Number two, teaching lesson. The ability to master hard things. Newport states, that mastering hard things is one of the key factors for people to thrive in the new economy or for knowledge workers to thrive in the new economy. Based on my experience, a lot of students struggle with mastering hard things because they're used to getting the answer from the teacher or do not have the stamina to stay on task or think for long periods of time. And also social media. The author talks about social media and how this affects our ability to master hard things. So a classroom application of this concept is that we need to build student stamina by incrementally increasing the amount of time students need to stay focused or on task. We can incorporate project-based learning where the outcome is a creation solving and solving and increasingly complex word problems creating or even creating a complex word problem with multiple steps that is incorporated into a gaming app when students have the ability to master hard things they will be able to create and produce and when we think about bloom's taxonomy the depth of knowledge Creating is one of the higher levels of thinking. This is a quote from the book that really resonated with me and goes along well with the ability to master hard things. Quote, to become a world-class yoga instructor, for example, requires that you master an increasingly complex set of physical skills. To excel in a particular area of medicine, to give another example, requires that you be able to quickly master the latest research on relevant procedures. To summarize these observations, if you can't learn, you can't thrive. Quote. 
Well, another premise of Cal Newport's book is having the ability to produce at an elite level in terms of both quality and speed. And the teaching lesson from this premise is that the expectation can no longer be that the student's work is just complete, but was it high quality and and completed in the allotted time. To do this, we need to make sure that we have high expectation of what quality work looks like. We can use rubrics that students are well aware of to help us to do this. Another premise of the book is that shallow work should be avoided. Shallow work can be defined as cognitively demanding logical style tasks often performed while distracted. A teaching lesson from this. I think of this as giving students busy work to complete. Another way to look at this, or from a classroom application perspective, is to limit the use of busy work for students. It will undermine your efforts in teaching students how to work deeply. You can utilize your classroom management plan to minimize classroom distractions and teach students deep work routines such as time blocking within a block schedule. Some key takeaways from this episode. Number one, mastering hard things is necessary to thrive now and in the future. Our students need to learn how to master hard things and we need to be able to teach them and give them the tools to do this. Number two, production and creation are pathways to success. When students are creating, this helps them to involve in deep work. Number three, the ability to do deep work is one of the key factors in preparing students for the future. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out the website and don't forget to download your ultimate guide to mastering your craft as a teacher. If you found this content helpful, please share, favorite, and rate on your favorite podcast app. You can email me at teachersimpacteducation at gmail.com or follow me on Instagram at shannymarieo. Oh, happy learning and growing.